Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Bless each of you that have tuned in for this evening's virtual connection. We want to greet you in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you again and again for taking time out of your schedule to be with us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercies, for your loving kindness. We thank you for this privilege to come together and be connected through this means. Pray that you would bless every listener tonight in a special way. Touch their bodies, God. Heal their bodies. Meet their every need in the name of Jesus. God, have your way in the going out and in the coming in of each and every life. Bless us and we shall be blessed. Keep us and we shall be kept. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen and amen. Now, tonight we want to continue with the subject that we dealt with on uh, last week, which will be lesson part two. Subject, the beloved of God. The portion of scripture is taken from Romans chapter one, verse seven. Beloved of God, called to be saints. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Beloved of God is a phrase used in reference to God's people. It is one of the phrases used uh, by the Apostle Paul and John, one of his beloved disciples, uh, in their writing to the different ones from time to time. The word signifies or the phrase signifies endearment. And the word means in the Greek language, agapitus. This is a term of affectionate endearment. It means loved, greatly loved, dear to the heart. In this case, it is saying that we are loved, we are greatly loved, and we are dear to the heart of God. In part one of the lesson, it was mentioned that God is his beloved's divine keeper. And this was seen in seven different ways. God is the divine keeper. He's the beloved companion. He is the sleepless watchman. He is the almighty guardian. He watches over his beloved with infinite care. He supports the weak. He preserves the faithful. 
he remembers his beloved. Fear, doubt, being afraid, dismay, fretfulness, and worry should never be named among the beloved because God is our divine keeper. At one time, all of these plus were the lot of the Gentile world. The reason being, as Paul revealed to the Ephesian saints, according to the flesh, but the beloved according to the spirit. And you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin, wherein in, the, in time past, ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, and the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ, and hath raised us up together, and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast, but we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore remember, ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh, made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, who were of who ye who were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. This description, beloved, describes all who were or are without Christ. Nevertheless, this description can be radically and miraculously changed through the process of adoption. Adoption in scripture is twofold, natural and spiritual, one on the part of man and one on the part of God. To adopt naturally means to take into one's family and treat as one's own to take to oneself by choice or approval. Adoption or to be adopted is nothing to be ashamed of. If you are an adoptee, hold your head up high, stick your chest out, smile as if the world belongs to you, be happy, walk erect as you, as, as you can, as if you were the most valuable, precious and most priceless person on earth. Guess what? Moses was adopted. Esther was adopted. Jesus was adopted. 
and possibly many others in scripture were adopted. Every should be adopted has to agree to the adoption process. To refuse to willingly submit to the adoption process nullifies that process. Many loving and devoted adopters struggle with the question, should I tell him, should I tell her, he or she is adopted, and at what age is best to do this? These answers may vary and leave many uh, still with the question, should I tell them or should I just remain silent? Revealing to a child he or, that he or she is adopted, uh, you need to pray earnestly concerning that matter for God's directions and for God's timing. That's a revelation that can cause many uh, serious consequences. And it may, if possible, it may be best to remain silent, as I said, if that's possible. But I'm not ashamed, and you are not to be ashamed or not negatively disturbed uh, if you are adopted into the kingdom of God. I'm glad to be able to say, yes, I'm a royal child adopted into the royal family of God. God thought enough for me, loved me, and wanted to care for me enough to adopt me. And I'm an heir of God and a joint heir of Jesus. I am somebody. I was a nobody, but since God adopted me, I am somebody. I am one of his beloved. God validated his son, Jesus, in this manner. He said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And so we find that even God used that word adoption. And so we thank God for the process by which we become sons and daughters. Every person is adoptable. Every person is worthy of being adopted. Every person is wanted by God into his family. God could have had more beloved sons or begotten sons, but he chose not to have but one. And through that one, all the others that would accept his adopting process would become his through the process, as I said, of adoption. And so we thank God that he adopted us. And you and I are, are privileged tonight to be the sons and daughters of God, our Father. And so God said through Paul and through John, those two writers, many times he said things to those they were speaking to by using the phrase, uh, beloved. We see this, as I said, with, with God in saying about his son, Jesus. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Everyone ought to want to be a son. Everyone ought to want to be well-pleasing in the sight of God, our Father. And so he speaks throughout scripture, uh, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace and peace from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Beloved, if our heart condemns us not, then we have confidence with God. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, uh, whether they be of God, 
because many false prophets are going out into the world. No, God does not want any of his children to be deceived. There are many voices, many teachings, and many doctrines in the world today, but he cautions us to believe not every spirit. Doesn't matter who they are, doesn't matter where they came from, doesn't matter how long they have been on the scene, doesn't matter how uh, what crowd they are able to have following them. Be not deceived by anyone because there, there can be a wolf in sheep clothing. Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. It's something about love, natural love. There's no proof of your genuine connection with God. But when you love according to the word of God, amen, it's proof that you are a son of God. And so make sure that you are not just loving from the human standpoint, but you love according to the way God wants us to love. We love him and we love one another according to God's directives. And so we thank God tonight for the love of God that he shed abroad in our hearts that's how it gets into your heart. There's not, nothing you can purchase. No one can give it to you. But God himself, through and by the working of the Holy Spirit, puts his love in our heart. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Beloved, thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and the strangers. Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. You see, it's not talking about doing good in just the ordinary sense that we usually use the word but it's talking about doing good according to what God defines as being good. And so you and I, amen, need to know that we are doing good according to the will and the way of God. Jesus put the word good on his highest level. He asked the question when somebody calls him good master, he said, there's none good but the father. And so God is good in the perfect sense of being good. And so let us be good, amen, and do good to one another. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was neither, or rather it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should honestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Every believer has the responsibility of contending for the faith. You, if it comes to fighting against all demonic forces and all powers and principalities to defend the faith or to contend for the faith, we need to be willing and able to do just that. He went on to say, but beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of the Lord Jesus. What those writers wrote, we need to remember them. We need to do as David uh, said uh, in his law, does he meditate day and night 
and that will enable us to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth its fruit in its season. And then the final thing we want to look at that he said concerning the beloved or to the beloved. He said, beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know, or for we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, but we shall see him as he is. That is our greatest concern, is to strive in this life and, and comply and discipline ourselves and allow God to mold us and make us and shape us into the image and likeness of his son. We talk about the image of God. Well, man lost that image when he disobeyed God, but God wants to restore that image of himself, amen, through his son. Uh, I say sometime that God is so pleased with his son, he wants everybody to be like his son. And so we need to strive to be like Jesus, for Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. So God bless you tonight. I hope that you've gotten something out of this lesson, and we pray that you will continue to be prayerful and study these lessons, do whatever you need to do, and memorize as much of the lessons as you can. If any of you have any questions, prayer requests, or any, any concerns, please put them in the comment section and we will be glad to respond as soon as possible. And so God bless you. We'll be looking to hear from you in the very near future. And until that time, we're saying, may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ rest, rule and abide with you, not only now, but forevermore. And until we meet again is our prayer for you in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.